The Real Deal, copyright Saranya Murthy, 2018, March 24, 2016. Yesterday, Allison confronted me with the point-blank query, you weren't actually drinking, were you? No, I had to admit, wondering how she knew. She nearly sputtered with exasperation. Then why don't you tell mom and dad? I pointed out that to do so would be flying in the face of irrefutable evidence. But they're mad at you. Allison seemed to think this was a life-threatening consequence. I shrugged. Yeah, so? She looked bewildered. If you tell them, they'll understand. They'll go easier on you. I went to some pains to explain that if I were to undertake this approach, it would only infuriate them further because it would look like I was lying in order to get out of trouble. She understood, but was still worked up. They would be so relieved. Until my sister realizes that my decisions are not based on establishing parental equilibrium, we are going to keep having this circular conversation. Who would do this to you? Allison flopped back on my bed and stared morosely at the ceiling. I shrugged again. Some guy. It was Ralph Larson. But I wasn't about to tell her that. In her current state, she was liable to rip his throat right out. This was what had happened. The day after we found out about the stalker, I came home to find both my parents waiting for me, looking stern. I guessed family court was in session and said as much. I should have a lawyer, I informed them. They rolled their eyes. Seriously, I continued. Basic Miranda writes. Sit down, Jason, Mom said in her steely voice. I've missed hearing that. I sat. Mom handed me my smartphone. Oh, cool, so this was security checked, I said. I've been meaning to ask. Unlock it, Mom said. I did so, and a photo stared up at me. It was from my Instagram timeline. The setting looked vaguely familiar, but I couldn't quite place it. It also looked photoshopped because I don't take off my shirt for anyone except a medical examiner. Look familiar? I became aware that Dad was speaking. Kind of, I answered without really thinking about it. Jason, don't play games with us. There was an edge to his voice, but I only half registered it because I was struggling to place the photo. I'm usually pretty quick with stuff like this, but it had been out of sight, out of mind with my devices for so long. Dad let out an exasperated scoff. Check the next couple, he advised. They may jog your memory. The wheels were starting to turn. It was from a party at Ryan Arden's house. It was my first party at Monroe. I'm not much of a joiner, a fact that had excited some comment from Dashiell, Brian, and all the rest. They'd insisted that I come, so I said I'd check it out. Well, Dad's voice was sharpened by an increased degree of irritation. Anything ring a bell yet? An odd conversation from a couple of days ago had popped into my mind. It had taken place near my locker. The guys were being amateur comedians about my not having posted anything on Facebook, Instagram, or Pinterest in years. I pointed out that it had literally been one month. They waved aside this trifling discrepancy. I'll bet you I can get him to post, Ralph Larson had said to the others. Wait till he sees this. Except the bright bulb didn't realize that I couldn't possibly see whatever this was because I didn't have my devices. And what I didn't see couldn't affect me. Or so I thought. Jason, Dad had run out of patience. I looked up. I have no comment on the matter, I said, tossing the phone back to him. He looked taken aback. So did Mom. And it's not often that she looks that way. You're not even going to put forth an argument for the defense? Dad demanded. I shrugged and gave him a look that said, Nope. Jason, Mom was playing good cop. We've talked about the dangers of underage drinking. 
Oh, I believe in finding things out for myself, I explained. Well, find this out. Dad's vocal cords were warming up nicely. You are... His voice trailed off as he realized that I was already grounded. You are never going to another party again, he said. Well, that was fine with me. Allison blinked at the ceiling when I had concluded this narrative. But why? she wailed in frustration. Because he thought it would be funny. I don't know how to explain this to Allison. Sometimes guys do stuff just for a laugh. I don't owe Ralph a grudge. If I were in his shoes, I might have pulled a similar goofy stunt, just to see what happened. People like to see famous people's kids get into trouble. It's nothing personal. Simple schadenfreude. Allison didn't see it that way. Mom and Dad are so angry and disappointed, she fretted, as if the end of the world were at hand. I expect that to her, it was. She had empathized so deeply with my problems that they now seemed like her own. Allison is like that. If you don't tell them, I will. I convinced her not to. It would just make me look like a wimp hiding behind his sister. You do realize this is why Dad isn't being more sympathetic about the SWAT team thing? Yes, but it doesn't matter. Allison conceded defeat and stalked out. If Dad only knew it, I am guarded from this particular temptation in the same manner that Fanny Price's heart was guarded from the advances of Henry Crawford. Grandpa Lionel and I had this tradition. Well, if you can call it that. We only did it once and were planning to do it again in seven years' time. Lionel had just turned 21, which meant that he was of legal drinking age. To celebrate, Grandpa took us out to a bar to buy him his first drink. I was much too young to be at the bar, but the bartender was a crony of Grandpa's and he conveniently looked the other way. Grandpa ordered a beer for Lionel and himself and a glass of milk, 2%, for me. It looked so absurdly incongruous when we all said cheers and clinked our glasses. I can still see the wholesome white coming up against the tantalizing gold. It really seemed to accentuate what a baby I still was. Milk? He couldn't have ordered ginger ale? But it's impossible to get mad at Grandpa. I was just glad to be included. I had been worried they'd leave me out because I wasn't 21 yet. And frankly, it was funny. Lionel and Grandpa took sips of their beers. Lionel acted like he'd died and gone to heaven. I cajoled Grandpa to at least let me have a sip. The bartender was a friend of his. No one would know. But Grandpa hung surprisingly firm, even though he usually let us bend the rules. No way, Jason, he said, continuing to sip his beer. Lionel here had to wait until he was 21, and so do you. Lionel grinned at me smugly and continued drinking his beer, acting as if it were ambrosia. Grandpa saw a friend of his, he had friends everywhere, and got up to say hello. He got to chatting, and Lionel and I were alone with the two beers. I swear, Grandpa's beer was practically calling my name. Lionel was no help. Go on, he said, grinning at me. Take a sip. I dare you. No way, I said crossly. I could never refuse a dare, and yet I didn't want to break Grandpa's trust. He'll never know. I still hesitated. Come on, you have no idea how good it tastes. Lionel waved his glass in the air. The heady foam was beginning to tickle my nose. I started to finger Grandpa's mug without realizing what I was doing. Come on, Jason. I drew the mug closer to me. I'll cover you. I put my hand around the mug, but I didn't really want to lift it. I kept hoping something would stop me. My wish was granted. Without warning, a strong hand clapped itself on my shoulder, took a firm grip on my collar, and lifted me bodily out of my seat. 
Another hand took hold of my arm in a vice-like grip. Lionel hadn't done such a great job of covering for me after all. He watched in alarm as Grandpa Frog marched me over to the corridor where the restrooms were. Grandpa pushed me up against the brick wall and released me. Explain yourself, he commanded sternly and awaited my words with a grim expression and folded arms. I didn't drink anything, I assured him. But you were going to. No. Well, maybe. I don't know. Jason, I trusted you. Grandpa shook his head and looked disappointed. I can see that bringing you here was a mistake. They have age limits for a reason. I thought my grandson was wise beyond his years, but I see now that I was wrong. I'm sorry, Grandpa, I murmured, staring at the floor. My face was burning. I ought to call your father and have him take you home, he rebuked me. I guess you're right, I said, looking up at him. I shouldn't have broken your trust. I'll call him myself if you want me to. Now Grandpa was surprised. He looked at me for a few moments and then touched my cheek with the back of his knuckles. A true McCord, he murmured. I didn't understand what he was getting at. Let's take a walk, he said briskly. What about Lionel? I asked, turning my head around even as he steered me to the delivery entrance. I'm not worried about him. He's allowed to be here, Grandpa retorted. I blushed. We perambulated the building in the cool night air and then Grandpa turned and faced me. I was relieved to see that he seemed considerably less angry. Jason, he said seriously. I listened. If you want to get on in this world, you're going to have to learn to resist temptation. Yes, Grandpa, I said. When I told you you'd have to wait until you were 21, I had a good reason for it and I expect you to obey me. Do you understand? Yes, Grandpa, I said. Because take it from me, Jason, he said, relaxing and becoming much friendlier. You don't want it like this. I didn't understand. It loses the true McCord flavor. I still didn't understand. When your father turned 21, he had his first drink with me. It meant something to both of us. We want you to have that too. Do you understand? Yes, Grandpa, I said. I'll wait. Good. He squeezed my shoulder to show that there were no hard feelings. Come on, let's get back inside before Lionel thinks we stuck him with the bill. He laughed. Grandpa, what did you mean when you said I was a true McCord? I asked, almost skipping to match his stride. Grandpa's eyes took on a faraway gleam. This isn't the first time I've had to give this lecture, he said. Your father always owned up to his misdeeds too. I could well believe that. We settled back in. Now that Grandpa was sure of me, he went ahead and got hammered. He told some stories that made Lionel blush like a schoolgirl. I was content to drink my milk and watch them go at it. We had to get a taxi home. I offered to drive, but Grandpa wouldn't hear of it. He alarmed the taxi driver by loudly singing some Irish medleys all the way home, while Lionel slept off his imbibing. When they dropped me off at home, Grandpa sobered up enough to wink at me and say, You hang in there, kid, and don't forget what I said. Yes, Grandpa. I waved at them and the taxi trundled off, Grandpa still singing Irish medleys at the top of his lungs. I let myself in. Dad was there. Hey, he greeted me. How was Lionel's big 2-1? You knew? I tossed my jacket over the couch. It's a McCord family tradition. Dad corroborated what Grandpa had said. Someday, it'll be your turn. Great. Can't wait. Except I found that I totally could. Whenever I've been even slightly tempted to drink, Grandpa's words echo in my head. Reverberate is more like it. You don't want it like this, Jason. It loses the true McCord flavor. 
The old man doesn't know it, but my first drink will be with him when I turn 21. Next week on Meet the McCords. She looked disgusted with this suggestion. She was silent and looked guilty, so I knew the answer was no. It's nothing. I've got it handled. Her face fell with disgust as I listened in. I would have thought you already knew that. Tune in Thursday at 8 p.m. Central for Episode 21, Special Privileges.